Hi. Hi. <laughs> Long time no see. Yeah. I am going to look up when did this episode air? Ah, uh, you look that up. Also look up the director while you're at it. And Already I'll done. welcome everyone to the show. My welcome everybody to this episode of Squint Cast. My name is Kelly. And I'm Brittany. And today we've talked about so many things that you will never know about because I will never publish them, <laughs> but they have to do with all kinds of situations going on in my life anyway. Uh, and Brittany is fine. And uh, <laughs> Brittany's life is charmed and wonderful and beautiful and everything is doing white okay. as rain. She's doing fine. <laughs> Kelly, on the other hand, is falling apart in more ways than one. But anyway, today we're going to talk about Bones Season 3, Episode 10 called... The man in the mud. Do, 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 do. Bum, bum, <laughs> it was directed by Scott Lautanen, which was okay. should not have been as difficult to say as uh, it was. He actually only directed 10, uh, 10 shows slash movies. And he only directed two episodes of the show. The first one being The Priest in the Churchyard. And this is his only, this is the second and final episode of Bones that he directed. Oh, he did Priest in the Churchyard, eh? I thought I Which recognized his name. Interesting, I think. Um, And this episode was written by Janet Tomorrow, who was the creator of the show Rizzoli and Isles. <laughs> so, in case you wanted to know... <laughs> That's on our I, many our bingo cards of many years. Like just Rizzoli and Isles is one of those shows, eh? That has come up before. It has definitely come up before. We've definitely talked about it. She was a producer on Bones for quite a few episodes. Um, but yeah, her brainchild is Rizzoli and Isles. She actually wrote three episodes: Aliens in a Spaceship, The Man in the Mud, and then also the last episode that she wrote was the next episode, Player Under Pressure, which, which we had talked about before. Yes, we talked about is from season yeah. two. Exactly. Okay. This Can season, I tell you a fun episode... fact? Oh, any time. Yeah, please do. You had pointed it out, and that's the only reason that I looked it up. Uh -huh. But the Santa and the Slush, this is the year of the writer's strike. Keep in mind. Yes. Santa and the Slush. Episode aired yes. November 27th, 2007. Okay? Okay. This episode we're about to talk about, yes. Man in the Mud, episode aired April 14th, 2008. Wow. Significantly later. That's like, what, five months? So was When was it filmed, though? I wonder. Good question. Because I was noticing Emily's hair in this episode looked different. Like, it just looked uh, different. Let me look at the last episode, Santa. I'm so slush. curious. 
I feel like her hair was very flat in this episode. But maybe it's just me. I don't know. No, I think you're right. It just looked different. It was styled differently. The last episode looked pretty good. This one, it looked kind of flat and like, mm -hmm. meh. And then David's hair was all messed up. So maybe they were just like coming off of uh, what? Off the writer's Is strength? that a mid-season or is it a mid-season premiere? You know what I mean? Maybe. I almost Because they used to do that too. Kind of, yeah. I almost forgot about that. They used to Where you'd have it like for six yeah. months for the next half of the season, remember? And they would like kill some, like seem like they killed someone off, and you come back six months later, and it would be like, just kidding, it was his twin clone. You <laughs> <laughs> would be like, are you serious? Yeah, so I'm curious as to whether it was like a mid-season type thing, or if it was like because the writer strike didn't happen till later. Yeah, I don't know. When did the writer's strike start? I got to specify in 2007. It has to be November 5th, 2007 to uh -huh. February 12th, 2008. So it is possible that this was the episode that got messed up. Because this was the, the okay. episode before this was the last episode that aired right after the, the writer's strike this one was yes uh this one was the first episode to air after a hiatus the last episode sand in the slush aired on november 27th 2007 oh okay 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 the writer that's like three weeks the day that was the day the, the writer strike starts and then there yeah. are... there would be like a couple in the bank right a break but is there a couple in the bank because what they did here this is weird, Brittany. I'm very, I know weird. We're, we haven't even started talking about this, but I just find it really <laughs> fascinating how, okay. Cause they look significantly different. So they I feel like different. they didn't film this until the writer's strike was over. Yeah, I think so. Because even Zach looks totally different. And then they air an episode they filmed before. Yeah. So me, oh, I'm very, I'm very curious. This is why you need to ask people who are in the show, like the, you know what happened because we gotta get these deeds. It's, it's interesting interesting yeah, yeah i think so too it's also interesting that the um the strike that just happened lasted yeah. about as long as yeah. this one and it's the same people the writers guild of america yeah they striked struck they striked struck. anyway strike. they struck. they were yeah. on strike between november 5th 2007 and february 12th so that's what three months and a bit and this time they went from may 2nd to september 27th so it's slightly longer anyway interesting i hope yeah. that they got what they were hoping for oh I hope we're gonna i'm see sure lots there of were compromises TV. made but at the end of the day yeah, yeah. well I have a friend who's about to go on maternity leave. So uh, hello, writers out there. Write up and uh, produce lots of episodes. Yeah, She's really. going to have to watch a lot of TV. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So anyway, it's I just thought yes. that was interesting. That's a, that it was an interesting, interesting thing that you pointed out. I think it's pretty cool. I agree. And then I'm very curious about the next episode and how it, uh, you know, what it looks like, you know? Oh, yeah. 
based on the fact that it was from last season. Well, we'll even have to look at what Booth looks like, what Brennan looks like, kind of compare the two seasons, like two episodes, I guess, even like this one to the next one. And we'll see. I'm assuming that Sweets will not be in it. That's why, okay, I was confused because he was in this one. And I was like, oh, and you were like, what the heck? (laughs) He's not supposed to be here. Like, this is from last season. But anyway, now I answered my own question, you know. Wow. It's still cool. All very interesting. Okay. (sighs) Should we talk about these uh, two not so teenagers um, getting jiggy in a pool of wet dirt? Yeah, sure. We don't have to spend too much time like talking about no, all the details. No, we don't have to talk about the details. Basically, yeah. th- this this uh, <laughs> this episode starts with this guy ca- uh, trying to romantically court this uh, young lady. I don't know. They're in their 20s, maybe late 20s. Yeah. So they drove out to the woods and they went and they're trying to go in this. It's... What is what are they called? It's not a hot. Is it a hot spring? I guess it's a hot spring, but it's very muddy. Anyway, so apparently it's supposed to be an aphrodisiac. He's yeah, like a mud bath, a hot mud bath. Anyway, so they get in this thing. I don't know. Like, no, if some dude took me to the middle of the woods like this, I'd be like, this is how I die. I'm about to get murdered. This is great. But she's like, ooh, so sexy. Let's make out in this pool of gross slime. Mud. I don't think she was that enthusiastic about it. No, she wasn't. But she was enthusiastic enough to be like, "Ooh, do it anyway." Is, is that is that a bone in your pants, or uh, are you just happy to see me? Uh, <laughs> turns out it is. That's not what she said, but I'm paraphrasing what happened. And um, yeah, it turns out that they uh, there's a body in there. Not great. <laughs> there are not romantic properties. That's something that'll so definitely kill the mood. These two naked people are in a mud bath. It's disgusting. First of all, it's so small. What the hell? So tiny. small. Oh, and then so gross. there's all this poking. And she's like, oh, stop poking me with your dick, basically. And it turns out there's like a dead body in there, like with bones and shit. It's like, oh my God. And he was Imagine not what poking else her is there. with his dick. Oh, yeah. Disgusting. Oh my God. So we get to the next scene where obviously Booth and Brennan are there. And Brennan is like, okay. I need all of the mud. I need it all. I need all of it back at the Jeffersonian. And this park ranger is like, no, you've got to be kidding me. I'm not doing that. Anyway, she obviously does it. So that's cool. Um, I like that anyway. park ranger. <laughs> she, she says, <laughs> she says, he's like, you can't be serious. And she's like, serious as a gas attack. <laughs> she meant heart attack. <laughs> which Booth corrects her very quickly. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it is super gross. There is basically the whole skeleton. The whole body is just skeleton because everything has been either eaten off or melted off the body. We find out that there were signs of blunt force trauma. That's really the only takeaway here. This person, other than, okay, sorry, they're in their late 20s, yes. early 30s. <laughs> BFT, BFT, BFT. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I'm just kidding. I'm too early. Okay. Um, 
but yeah so this person has broken a lot of bones before but there's remodeling on most of them but they died from bft and um Mm. yeah they're in their late 20s early 30s and it's a dude i think those are the most important parts yes it is also gross (laughs) back at the lab we have um cam and zach going over the evidence that uh, Zach's found after examining the victim. And this person was killed by repeated blows from a square pipe to the back of the head. There's another wound in the front of the face and the forehead as well. So Zach isn't sure which wound came first after some discussion, uh, which I would like to just touch on because during this discussion, Zach communicates that he has seen this scenario before. And he talks about so Neanderthals. He talks about Neanderthals. And Cam was questioning the relevance of the Neanderthal situation until he mentioned the second uh, wound. And she says to him, "Let's go back to your Neanderthal point." And he goes, he corrects her, and he goes, "It's Neanderthal." And Cam again again the face exactly the same as last episode with hodgins the the patience this woman has for these people is literally the patience of job like she's just a saint for putting up with these people it's insane (laughs) i love her so much because she completely ignores what he's he looks at it she looks at him like yeah fuck off and then like moves on with her question oh yeah she doesn't even entertain like the correction she doesn't even say like thank you or whatever you know what i mean like she's just yeah. so over it i just i just wanted to bring that up because it made me laugh so i much. love it no no i actually did notice that especially since you pointed out the face last time <laughs> of her just being like fuck off sack I think every episode we have to like, what is Cam's face doing like during? Because oh. she's oh, in yeah. this episode, she has a couple moments where I'm like, oh yeah, oh, she's Cam, throwing darts. A queen, she's a queen. <laughs> she has so many scenes with Zach this season. I've said it yeah. every episode, but yeah. it's such a change from the past two seasons because he doesn't really have a ton of one-on-one scenes with uh, Hodgins anymore. Right. It's very interesting. So we'll yeah. talk about that kind of as the season goes on. But yes, we only have five more episodes after this. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah. But more importantly, more importantly, bum, bum, we have our bum, 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 intro. Bum, Usually by now, I have awoken Wayne with my like insane laughing or loudness, mm. but he is like fully passed out. You're not that loud. Sometimes I'm just 
his blanket is like full over his face. <laughs> oh my god, is he okay? sure. I'm just gonna go take his blanket off his face because it hasn't moved in an hour. I'm sure he's fine. I'll be right back. Okay, go. <laughs> go, mama. Brittany's gonna go make sure her child is still alive. <laughs> Good mom. I need my phone so I can light his face up. <laughs> okay, great. Sorry, everything is fine. Good. All good. I just said that you were going to check to see if your child was still alive. Yeah, just <clears> making sure he's okay. I was like, You're doing a great odd. job. Excellent mother skills. <laughs> I just no noticed an hour life. after he stopped moving. I was like, he hasn't moved in an hour. This is kind of <laughs> odd. I go in. He's like, the blanket's like wrapped around his face. And he's like, <sighs> <laughs> living his best life. I took it off of him and like laid it on his body. And he was like, <clears throat> Do all children like start out as flailers or are they just certain kids are just more flaily? Based on my one out of one experience with my <laughs> one child, I swear, and from hearing other people, I think that most kids are flailers because they have something called a moral reflex, like when they're born. A what reflex? It's called a moral reflex. Moral. Where they M O R R O W? I think M O R O, I think. Okay. But it's, okay. and they, it's a startle reflex that they actually test at the doctor and stuff where oh. they'll like throw their arms up out of nowhere. They're like, bah. yeah, um, which makes them. That's why some babies are not good sleepers, because they'll wake themselves up like they're like, bah. so, so what is what it called when you're a full grown adult when you do that and you do that? <laughs> I don't know. A baby. I live <laughs> no. with somebody who no. oh my god <laughs> i you know what i do that drives mark insane and i like qu Tell i question me. if i have restless leg syndrome sometimes yeah. but i i crack my ankles like a lot yeah and i do it especially when i'm sleeping oh yeah and i won't realize that i'm doing it and then mark is like what are you doing with your feet and i'm like i'm just cracking my ankles <laughs> <laughs> while you're sleeping he has conversations yeah. with you oh my god yeah and he's like oh stop wow i don't do it with your ankles the time, girl. but every so often okay it's really gross I, my parents I, told me uh, that i was gonna break them if i kept doing that as a kid oh my god like you have any control <laughs> jesus <laughs> do you have any weird sleeping habits no, honey, I sleep like a fucking log and I snore like a big dog. That's all I have to say about it. I mean, I, Greg snores. He moves around. He's always moving. And Luke's yeah. the same. Luke's bedroom is like right against our wall. So I like when he was younger, he was always banging against the wall. Like he'd be moving around at night and bang, bang, yeah. bang. And I'd just be like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then Greg's the same way. I go to bed. I'm like, I'm like, I'm out. Before I, I had Bean, I was yeah. exactly like that. Like, I, I do the ankle thing, but otherwise, like, I sleep like a log. Like, I don't realize I'm even, like, I don't, I used to feel, like, so rested. Lately, I haven't felt that rested when I wake up. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is awful. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> I hear you. Anyway, sorry. We were in the middle. So we're we're back. My child is fine. Good. Just so here we are. Blanket over his face. Yes. Go on. All right. So let's move on with the show. We've uh during the I don't know if you mentioned this, but while 
They determined that the victim was a man in their mm -hmm. late 20s, early 30s of medium build. That's all yep. we know about them so far. I did want to mention, I'm not sure if this is where it happens. No, it doesn't happen. It happens next. So back at the FBI, we have to think of a song for that because we already have a back at the lab song. Now back we need a back at the FBI. FBI. <laughs> that sounds like um, you're selling like insurance or something when you sing it like that. Like an all-state State Farm commercial? Back at the <laughs> FBI. Uh, we have Booth and Brennan. They're in a session with Sweets. And they are enthusiastically discussing the case together. Booth mostly is talking about how funny it was that the how the couple found the body <laughs> they're swimming around naked there's some talk of uh anuses which makes booth very uncomfortable you know him no yeah. homo right hashtag no homo <laughs> this guy's no got a this guy has got to simmer down about this like seriously he's so terrified <laughs> of any mention of bums wasn't he the same way last episode when he had to smell the santa butts yeah so worked up about having to go any near anyone's bum it was like relax i mean i wouldn't want to I smell a if... bunch of santa bums either but <laughs> yeah but i wonder if booth as a character not david boreanis but booth as a character is terrible in bed because he's so like uptight about stuff and he won't do anything fun <laughs> he's like missionary. missionary missionary no oral uh on no a woman anything. he won't go it won't go down on anybody but no. he expects you to go down on him and like yes. all that stuff and then he'll That's just it. finish off and not worry about where you are in your experience <laughs> all done Dispensing i wonder if that's here. why he's not sleeping around so much because he's terrible at it anyway maybe in this scene i noticed that booth's hair is red and it's bothering me. It bothers me the whole time. And I think we had this long discussion about the whole actors, writers strike that happened at this time. And I think, yeah. honestly, this episode was filmed so like months after the last episode. So they're, they look different, like their hair is different and everything. Yeah. So his hair really was very distracting in this episode, I felt. Yeah. Under certain lights, it like shot. It was definitely red. And it was like, like I said, not as close cut. It was very like yeah. kind of full volume. Anyway, it, it, Sweets is bringing up this idea that maybe Booth and Brennan need to talk about something else other than work and be more socialized. Yeah. But I'm, I don't know about this because no. I think work is work. Why do we have to like be friends? Like, it's just like, aren't we supposed to like be less attached? Anyway. Yeah. Booth, uh, Sweets suggests that. Booth and Brennan go out with him, Sweets, and his girlfriend to a ceramics class. Is that where he suggests this? Yes. And this, in my mind, him being like, you know what? You guys need to be more social. This is definitely a ploy to get them to go on this date with him and his girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> he wants them to do something. He's trying to get him and his girlfriend out to do something together. Right? Yes to go they want at the end of the day i think the the push is that he wants to go out with these two with the girlfriend because he sees them even though they're patients he sees them as kind of friends and he wants them to be able to evaluate his relationship with this girl Maybe. to find out 
That's my opinion. Also, I, I know, know we're not talking about my son, but I just need to say this anus talk yes. made me made me think of the fact that this morning he yes. pointed to his belly button, which he regularly yeah. he knows his belly button well. He always likes to go yeah. belly button. <laughs> but he pointed at his belly button this morning and was like, penis. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh boy. Good luck, no. Wayne. <laughs> Anyway, uh, but the whole the bribe to Booth and Brennan in this moment, Sweets is basically saying, "Hey, maybe if you do this and I evaluate you guys and how you interact, I'll leave you alone. You won't have to come see me anymore." Yeah. And I was like, "Really, Sweets? I thought that was very strange, so unprofessional." <laughs> Regardless, also Booth never never misses an opportunity to make fun of how young Sweets is. <laughs> Yeah. he is like oh yeah the only reason you want us there is because you need someone to buy you beer <laughs> poor sweets that made me <laughs> laugh go on so the hard <laughs> go on the internet like all the rest of the kids gosh <laughs> oh my anyway. god anyway oh my goodness moving on back at the lab back at the lab this is where i want to mention this before i let you take over no no go hodgins Hodgins is uh, sifting through this mud and it looks like, you know, it looks really gross. It's like all this brown goopy mud going through a sieve. He's finding a bunch of crap. Cam walks onto the platform by scanning her card, clipping it to her belt, walking over to talk to Zach and Hodgins. I love the detail of them. Yeah. I love this consistency i i know i bring it up a lot but this, this no i love swiping, it swiping the card thing it just really like i it makes don't know, it more it real really and believable makes it more real and believable exactly I like anyway it. zach uh he's found a bunch of old injuries in the bones and uh he's like wow this guy's like broken bones everywhere yeah and then um angela walks in very cheerfully she's so cheerful and she's like hey you know you got that skull for me like she's being really cheery about the skull and zach says he's such a dick to her and he says uh go ahead and get it in the boiler the big whatever it is it's in the yeah. big boiling vat whatever and he she looks at him and she's like uh yeah no or you could get it because i will never get it out of there yeah i'm never gonna so do like that. a job yeah. Unbelievable. I feel like his his character has changed so much this season and I don't like it. Like no. he's not as likable. The interactions he has with with Hodgins are very like they're it doesn't seem like they're really friends that much anymore. It's like very, very much coworkers that like to bicker at each other. He doesn't have that like cute little relationship no. with Angela anymore. No. No, like his character no, no. is just totally different. No, he's not a nice guy. No. But um at this point, I just say, when they said he had all these broken bones, this victim, I thought Yeah. I thought he was like a stunt man or something. That's yeah. what I thought. Like he must be yeah. a stunt man or something. Yeah. Stunt man, yeah. or I was like the victim of extreme abuse of some kind. <laughs> oh well, God. Which would not be good. That's but terrible. anyway. Anyway, is he a crash that? test dummy? I don't know. Cam is <laughs> finishes the scene by saying, "Why would anyone want to kill him? It seems like he was doing a good enough job on his own." 
<laughs> Again, so Cam is a queen. Okay, love it. Well, the next episode, next episode. That's good. The next scene is just a little. It's nothing really happens other than a little conversation between Booth and Brennan. I think at the FBI building, uh, just talking about this date and. Booth does not want to do it. Booth does not want to go out with Sweets and his girlfriend. He thinks it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like doing things that he's not good at, is what Brennan kind of accuses him of. Yeah. Not really kind of, fully accuses him of. Um, yeah. And she's probably right. It's going to be very interesting to see how he is on the date. Um, Angela walks in <laughs> because <laughs> it's hilarious anyway. I'm trying not to so spoil funny. anything. Don't spoil um, it. <laughs> Angela walks in and is like, hey, I did this face and now we're, we did this drawing of this face. She didn't walk in. She freaking video oh, calls Oh no, she videos him. in. Sorry, she videos she video in. Calls which is so weird. FBI. <laughs> oh my god, I completely forgot. Sorry. Anyway, obviously did not write that down. But this sketch so videos is so in. funny. Oh this my sketch god. is hilarious. And since when does she video in? It's, I, I guess she know. needed to show this picture, so maybe that's why. Anyway, is she what, what is she beaming in? Is that what this is? Beaming? They're just on a video call like this, like a Zoom call, but yeah. in 2006 or 7 or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, very so interesting. It's MSN Messenger? <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, okay, so she shows this picture, and at the mo- at the time, she tells them, okay, they're they're doing this. They're looking at missing pictures of missing persons. We're gonna see if it matches anyone, but they don't need to look at I, I said it was in my notes. This is, yes. I said in my notes. Sorry, it was this. No, no. What uh, when she calls him on the computer? I said, "What app is this? Did they have this function on Messenger?" It's exactly what I said. <laughs> I and was so into looks MSN like a Messenger cartoon. back then. Oh yeah, looks like a cartoon. It is the sketches of Trip Goddard. We find out very quickly. Because Booth recognizes him immediately. And he's a motorcycle racer. And Brennan has no idea what he's talking about. And Booth is like, oh, sorry. I talk- I forgot I'm talking to girls. Jesus and um, yeah, Angela is totally offended. Because she knows exactly who this is. She knows exactly how many awards he's won. Awards, that's not right. Oh, God, I'm Brennan in this case. Anyway, she knows how many medals he's won. How many competitions he's raced in etc yes. knows all these details and is like so uh yeah girls eh and then just hangs up on him and it is just a beautiful moment basically like lists all these things that he's done recently girls eh just end of conversation like suck <sighs> it booth <laughs> i didn't picture i don't picture as someone who would be into motorcycle racing though Angela, this is this is a made up thing. But, Angela, there's yes. no way Angela watches motorcycle racing. No, in not her a free chance. time. I don't even think Hodgins watches it. So no, what's this? What is this? No, it, that's a very specific. Like that's a very particular sport. It's not like oh, let's watch hockey or football. Like you have to be into specifically not just racing. It's motorcycle racing. Yeah, so. it's a very specific thing. And did you mention that th- basically after this discussion with Angela about Trip Goddard and when he won the last race, that it fits the timeline for his death, for the time of his death? I did not mention that. I should have mentioned Cam, that. That is important. Right after Cam he won a huge motorcycle race. Scene. Yeah, so yeah. Cam said in the previous scene that the victim died within 10 to 14 days ago. Yeah. 
And that's when this last race was where he was last seen. <clears throat> yeah. So it's it seems to check all the boxes and it does seem like this would be the victim. Yes. Like you said. Yeah. So next, what do we have? We have Booth and Brennan showing up to this big airplane hangar kind of warehouse space that's uh, full of bikers and mechanics and a very gorgeous Abigail Spencer playing Philippa. Philippa. Philippa Fitz. She's playing the daughter of a racing dynasty that sponsors the victim. So the name of the uh, company that her family runs is called Slam Bolt. I could not get over the names of these companies, but that's uh, besides Slam the Bolt sure. Racing. <laughs> Slam Bolt Racing. So anyway. Welcome to the good old USA. Anyway, sorry. Yes. Go on. So we meet Philippa. <laughs> Fitz and this guy named Garth something who's in a wheelchair. Jodry. Not that we need to know that. Garth Jodry, and he's uh, a journalist who is in a wheelchair. Booth wants and to know when everybody last saw a trip, and what were we going to say? He works for, or he owns, or works for a company called MotoKneeScrapers.com, which Booth knows Sounds all about, like and I have did not ring any bells for me but that's fine <laughs> sounds like a great website can't wait to go there i think that <laughs> booth was just he just knew what knee scrapers were so yeah <clears throat> wonder if that uh, exists we learn we learn from philippa that trip goddard the victim uh after he did races he's a, quite an adventurer like kind of an extreme sports dude and he would yeah. have gone awol after a win and done some sort of douchey extreme sport to celebrate basically yeah then yeah, it wasn't booth, that surprising and then booth goes he just tells him straight up that he's dead like they just go he's dead yeah yeah and next booth and brennan are interviewing the owner of this racing team slam bolt just want everybody to know that Brittany's Zoom camera is zooming in on her <laughs> brusticles. I don't know what you're doing down there. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's fine now. It's fine. I just thought it was funny that it started zooming in towards your chest. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> My camera's Anyway, <laughs> I'll just quickly run through uh, this guy. Let's do it. The Fitz is uh, Lenny Fitz, I think is his name. He's, uh, yep. he's Philippa's father, and he's the owner of Slambolt. And he's a big, imposing kind of type guy. And he's very upset because he's lost his best motorcycle rider. Yeah. And he asks, Booth asks this guy, uh, Lenny, who would want to kill Trip, basically. And then Garth, the guy in the wheelchair who was hanging out with Philippa earlier, pipes up and he says that everybody loves Trip. Yeah. We find out here that fa the father, Lenny, doesn't like this Garth dude. Yeah. Tells him to take off. And then we learn in this moment that the victim, Trip Goddard, the names in this episode are crazy. Uh, Trip They're Goddard. It's, yeah, it's hard to keep track of them. Created the accident that had Garth end up in a wheelchair. Yeah. Which these episodes, the, these not episodes, these scenes go very quickly back to back. So we finished so we talked to the daughter we talked to the father then we go and we talk to garth so yes. let him defend himself so what happens and, with garth and the and uh what's his face booth yeah so booth 
shows that has this footage ready to go to show Garth as he's as he's in the interrogation room. Um, and he's questioning because he doesn't believe now that they know that Trip had caused Garth's accident, they can't believe that Garth wouldn't have some sort of vendetta against him. Mm-hmm. So he, they're showing the footage, questioning him on where he was when he last saw Trip. Basically, he left right, a, right he left the party right after Trip did. He didn't think that there was anything wrong with that. And then he kind of clues in toward the end of the scene and is like, wait, do you think I killed Trip? Because maybe I shouldn't be saying anymore without a lawyer. Like, mm-hmm. what the heck? It is a pretty nasty accident that they show. I don't know anything about motorcycle racing. Yeah, but the but it- the footage is of Trip's last race. And the accident they're showing. Oh, sorry. Is later, right. sorry. I think. So this is just the. They're showing Garth. I'm thinking of the wrong thing. They're showing the video of Trip winning, and then the guy who's on the same team as him, who happens yes. to be also a Fitz, who's Philippa's twin brother and Lenny's son. Yep. Was mad at Trip because Trip messed up his race. Yes. Anyway. Yeah, no, you're right. 100%. Yes. They were questioning, sorry. Yes. They were questioning him about his they were questioning him about how he wasn't mad about the accident, but he was also they were also questioning about that footage because they're going, "Wait a second. Trip one." And he's like, "Yeah, he kind of always does that. That's actually the same thing that caused my accident." Yeah, so he they Yeah. Gar- this You're is right. what Garth tells Booth and Brennan about sorry. about Danny. Yes. The brother of Philippa. Which makes Booth and Brennan think they got to talk to Danny because he was obviously mad at Trip the last race, at the last race. Right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. We're on the same page. Oh my I don't know God. why I thought, sorry, my memory was that it was the, that his, it was his race, but it was the same type of maneuver, different person. Correct. And fortunately, Danny was not injured, unlike. What is his name again? Gary? No, Garth. Garth. <laughs> Garth. Okay. Now I we have to mention back at the lab. Yes. I hate people like this who crash into like do cause you to yeah lose something. I hate people that win all the time and they're dicks about it. You know, well, you run into people like that with boxing too, who are just dicks about it. Oh, I believe that. Cheat. They do dirty little things, and you're just like, "Fuck you, man." Fuck. Yeah. You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe that's that. That's why my friend Carol said to me, this is why I will never be rich. She said, you will never be rich, Kelly. You're too nice. Yeah. I feel like they're to be like super, super duper rich. They have to have an element of like, I'm not paying for that. I'm not sociopathy. It's called sociopathy, yeah, darling. I think so. <laughs> I think maybe you're right. Okay. We're back at the lab. And as I was mentioning before, Zach is weird. He's being weird. He's not himself, and I don't like it. Yeah. Um. He is standing there with a bunch of metal bars in his hands and letting them fall on the ground one by one. And mm-hmm. Hodgins immediately realizes, because he's trying to do his job, immediately realizes that Zach is testing him and trying to get him to hurry up and basically just bothering him. <laughs> But he's Hodgins is looking at the skull and Zach wants the skull. And we've been here before that times mm. that he's 
wanted something that Hodgins is working on. Really, he just yeah. needs to be patient, and that's fine. Anyway, but Zach, or Hodgins takes the opportunity to kind of push him a little bit, and it's like, okay, what do you think the murder weapon is? If you had to pick right now, like, and just pick right off the top of your head, you can only choose one. What is yeah. the tool that killed this? What is the murder weapon that killed this person? And it actually seems to be pretty helpful. He comes up with a with an idea that it's yeah. an elongated rod, and then he cho- he picks one of the rods that he's holding and shows them. Okay, this this is it. And Hodgins is like, okay, let's go tell yes. Cam. They uh, in this moment, this is where because they have this discussion and decide what the murder weapon would have been. Yeah, Zach claims, or yes, he claims yeah. the title Zach. of King of the Lab, like. So, in, like, such a confused way, he's like, am I king of the lab? Does this make me king of the lab? Like, he wants to know if determining the type of weapon would make him (laughs) king of the lab. Yeah. Anyway. So, next, we have Booth and Brennan interviewing Danny Fitz, who we talked about in the last scene, who Trip screwed Screwed over over. to win the race. (laughs) So, Booth keeps showing this moment in the footage over and over again how when trip fucks him up and like rubs against his tire and he goes flying off into the onto the side off the road then i want to say danny's lawyer he has a lawyer with him i love him danny's lawyers he's amazing but he's pissed he's like i want to make everybody aware that this is taunting my my client yeah you keep you know re-showing this traumatic accident over and over again and then danny cracks me up too he's so funny he goes that's not an accident trip totally did that but on purpose anyway booth is being so funny with this guy and i love danny fitz i he, he was cracking me up this whole scene i just thought he was so funny like he didn't care booth is really leaning heavily and trying to trip danny up to make him confess like make him to confess to killing trip goddard and then finally booth's like kind of flustered and frustrated and he says to brennan that oh, i guess this guy's not afraid of me. He's not falling for any of my like intimidation tricks here. Yeah. And then Brennan, Brennan goes, well, it's hard to scare someone who rides around the track at 200 miles an hour. Yeah. And it's very true. <laughs> and this is when Danny says, <laughs> Danny goes, I like her. <laughs> and he asks her out on a date. Oh my God. And then Booth, Booth is like, she's not going to go out with you. And Brennan's like, let me i'll make my own decisions and then booth <laughs> reminds her that danny's a murder suspect and i was like yeah but booth she goes out with murder suspects all the time <laughs> this is this is maybe a draw for her <laughs> this is like her thing yeah uh murder suspect bones um yeah murder suspect it's her ideal date <laughs> emotionally unavailable you know oh my god <laughs> i <laughs> Oh, remember when she that creepy episode? Honey. Oh, the guy, the firefighter. Yes, <laughs> that's all I can think about. All I think about is the firefighter Jesse, the weird golf course dude who was 
<laughs> but he wasn't a murderer father. though he was just no, creepy. but he was like almost suspected of killing his father kind of situation yeah. but he was just really creepy and then that michael styers guy i hated the professor oh god who, yeah like oh my god she this, knows this... how to pick him eh? oh and the guy who apparently was trying to recruit her for a cult remember david oh my god <laughs> hashtag where's david hashtag where's david never mind sully don't even get me started oh god he's probably off murdering now god, on the knows, on man. what is what is this boat called temperance on the temperance drunk on, on a temperance. boat god. that's so awkward okay All right. so what happens next they are we are back at the lab and we are oh. with cam angela hodgins and zach trying to figure <laughs> out this is my favorite oh my god this is part of cam's like major attitude I love so it. zach and hodgins this is the follow-up to the scene where they're like okay we gotta go talk to cam we figured out the murder weapon we're geniuses and so they walk in and she's like basically <laughs> basically they tell her what they think it is and she's like okay this is all that you're bringing me you really think that this is enough like no go back try again do your job <laughs> she says okay so basically you've given me no movement on the case no new suspects the yeah. suspect pool remains the same the weapon's already been determined they still don't know what the victim's face was hit with why the hell are you coming in here telling me you're king of the lab she's so <laughs> funny she's like she's so and her and angela are looking at each other like boys oh, like <laughs> like she's so dismissive and she's like you know what when you find that information out call booth because i don't give a shit like she's basically yeah. saying don't call me yeah like stop <laughs> bothering me with this i want to <laughs> know what's going on in cam's life today like in this scene like what's going on that she's in such a bad mood and she's over <laughs> it like she's just like she's just not having it <laughs> i know it's neanderthal and I know it's not China. It's Chinatown. Like, give me a break. Anyway. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. I love it. Yes. Um, We've had a lot of calls. The, a lot of these episodes are following a similar formula. Less Zach, more Hodgins on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we have, of course, Booth and Brennan um, in the car. And yes. Brennan, or no. They're not in the car, sorry. They're at Slam Bolt Racing. Oh, as if that's a, the name of their racing company. Anyway, they're at Slam Bolt <laughs> Racing. And Hodgins has called and is on the phone with Booth. And they're having a little conversation. And he doesn't quite have exactly the information that he needs yet. But he has some of it. And then they're like, okay, you got to give us something. And he's saying, okay, the, the substance that we found on the clothes is something called toluene, which yes. is a substance that's used to clean up oil. And Booth is like, okay, how does this help me at all? You're not helping me, like, at all, at all, at all. And he's saying, oh, did I mention that that could be an excellent thing to clean up blood with? You should probably look by the drains. So they go and they look at the drain to see if the, see if there's any blood near the drain that they happen to be standing by. And surprise, surprise, it lights up <laughs> like a Christmas tree. Um, surprise. And mm. so, yeah, Hodgins is like, okay. Um, uh, no, Brennan is like, tell Hodgins he did a good job. 
Hodgins is like, I'm waiting. (laughs) (laughs) But Booth does not. Booth does not share this with him. Anyway, it's it's very interesting. Everything seems to be kind of like go, go, go. Everything's kind of it's falling into place in a way, but it's still yeah. kind of like there are bits and bobs. It's all bits and bobs right now. Yeah. Like they found like evidence of all this shit. So they just got to find who did it really. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because that the other thing, thing I, sorry. Mm-hmm. No, just the other thing they're missing is the victim's vehicle. They haven't found it yet. Yeah. They haven't found the vehicle, but they were there. They were, and they now are very certain they were certain that this person trip was killed somewhere other than where his body was dumped. So now it seems like they found the location where he was murdered, which could be helpful. Yeah. We will find out more details as things go on. More will be revealed. Anyway, back at the FBI. What's the song? <laughs> back so at the FBI. Is that the song we're going? <laughs> yeah, with? I like it. Let's run with it. Booth and Brenner are in another session with Sweets. Okay. How many times a week do they see this guy? Seriously. They're besties. <laughs> Whatever. Booth's hair is so red in this scene. It's yes, crazy. Yes, this is where I noticed it especially. <laughs> I was like, the other time you mentioned it was red, I, I didn't know. I didn't pick up on that. But this is the scene. I was like, whoa. Yeah. And Sweets gets Booth to finally admit that he doesn't want to go to the ceramics session class with them because he doesn't want to have to make anything. And then they start take, talking about language and semantics. And then Brennan insults Sweets by using aggressive terms like to describe what Sweets does whenever he pounces on you for using certain words, like when he gets on the semantic bent. And <laughs> Booth makes fun of Sweets a little bit more. And then I noticed that Booth's hair is really red again. I was like, oh, my God, his hair is so red. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. That's the, the session. This session is so funny to me. Like, it was so dumb. And, like, this whole scene was so dumb. Yes. I don't understand. Honestly, they're going to see sweets, but, like, these sessions are dumb. Like, yeah. No one would ever go see, like, a psychiatrist or psychologist and do. (laughs) And then talk about the date you're going to go on. And, like, (laughs) they're not talking about any of the stuff, like the trauma and all the stuff. Like, they're just going, la, 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 la. They're just being very (laughs) silly. And I'm like, and the fact that, honestly, the way that Booth and Brennan treat Sweets, like, they're so mean to him. And I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing right now? Well, we find him in say. These people are terrible. They should be fired, you know? Exactly. He has all the power, which is insane because he's 23 years old. Let's just uh let's just put that into perspective for a second. That is 10 years ago in my life. I uh also yeah. impossible. No. How would a kid that age work at the FBI? evaluating agents who have years and years of experience and all this trauma and all these things going on in their lives like how is it possible that he He would would have to be a prodigy he would have to graduate (laughs) university by like 18 it's so crazy so So crazy yeah so crazy (laughs) okay we get back to slam bolt racing i think did i just yes okay oh yeah we're there i'm back we're back to slam bolt racing Mm. and yeah lenny and danny are both there this time and garth 
And I have completely lost track of what I was talking about. Danny is there. They're at a racetrack. Oh, yes, they're I gonna, remember. Danny's going to take you. out Trip Goddard's bike, which yes. hasn't been ridden since Trip used it to win the last race. Thank you. So it's very interesting that they're here at this exact moment. Um, And so, yeah, so they go. That's very interesting. Okay, bye, Danny. Enjoy your, enjoy your little race. And uh, yeah, not good because Danny has a very bad accident. It's actually kind of uh-huh. cool. They he goes through like these twist turns, and Booth is narrating what's happening, and then he's kind of like, "Oh, he should be slowing down now. Why is he not slowing down? He's supposed to be slowing down ahead of the curve. Mm. He doesn't slow down. It becomes very apparent to us as viewers zooming in on this little race that, uh, yeah, his motorcycle has lost control." And then he goes flying off the motorcycle and has this massive motorcycle accident. I'm like, is this guy going to live? I and didn't Brennan, know what sorry. happened to him. Sorry. I wasn't, no, I wasn't sure. I was like, is this like a normal motorcycle accident that like he would walk away from with like broken bones or wild? Is he dead? And yeah, Garth is taking pictures. <laughs> Got to take advantage of the moment. And yeah. Like taking pictures of Philip and Lenny's reactions to this accident, which is totally distasteful, but that's fine. I and, didn't notice that. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. And then Brennan is running over, and she's the one who makes the call to say, like, we need someone there. We need someone here now. Like, send an air ambulance. There's been a really bad accident. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know in this moment if he was dead or not. Like, it was very... And I didn't either. Like, it wasn't clear to me. But he was no. definitely on fire. And... Yeah. Everything but was on fire. Everything Nights. blew up. <laughs> and uh, Will Ferrell seemed fine, so... <laughs> no, no. You gotta watch Days of Thunder with Tom Cruise. Come on. Okay. Sorry. Have you seen that? Have you seen that? I don't think so. But I That's have seen Talladega Nights. That's where he met Nicole Kidman, his wife. Is it really? He met Nicole Kidman on that set. Yeah. Days of Thunder? I'm yes. writing this down. I think I'm going to say Paul Newman. Days of Newman? No, thunder. it's not Paul Newman, is it? Let me look it up because it's been years since I've seen it. Days of Thunder. Maybe I'll watch that. Days of Thunder, Nicole Kidman, Tom Cruise. As if Talladega Nights is my only racing oh. reference. It's Robert <laughs> Duvall. I was trying to think of who the father was. Ro- Robert Duvall. John C. Riley, who was also in Talladega Nights. There we go. Days of Thunder. Oh my God. Okay. I definitely have to watch that. Mark would probably love I love, I love John C. Riley. I do too. In everything he does. Ask Mark, ask Mark one day if he's not awake now, if he's ever heard of Tim and Eric. I'm going to text him right now. Have you ever heard of Tim and Eric? <laughs> Have not seen it either. Yes, Kelly. I know. It's crazy. That's what he said. Because <laughs> I texted him Days of Thunder. <laughs> he knows I'm asking you about that. <laughs> That's so. so funny. Okay. What's the other thing that I was supposed to ask him about? Tim if and I... Eric. Tim and Eric. It's called Tim and Eric Awesome Show. Great job. That's the name of the show. Awesome. Tim and Eric, show, awesome show, great, great job. job. 
clearly I'm being really loud. He can probably hear my whole side of the conversation. <laughs> and he's probably going, wow, Brittany, way to be prepared. I watched this episode multiple days ago, so I'm kind of like, the last hey, time. I, I just rewatched it with Greg and Allie, and I have to tell you, when we get to the parts, it's so funny how they reacted to some of this stuff. It was oh, so I need funny. to know. Anyway, There's... John C. Riley is in Tim and Eric. Awesome show. Great job. Okay. As a character who recurs on the show. It's a sketch comedy show, but it's very, um, most of the comedy you see now, the sketch comedy you see now on TV um, is derivative of Tim and Eric awesome show great job like they're like there's certain comedy eras like kids in the hall the state yeah stella um um i can't think of the other troupe anyway there's a lot of different sketch comedy people oh um bob odenkirk and david cross they did um oh, mr show cross mr yeah. show anyway so you can tell who is influenced by certain comedy and tim and yeah. eric awesome show great job has influenced so like, many people so much so many young people that they're very everything is very silly and abstract and random and it's i'm gonna send you a couple of sketches i, I love, love it tim and eric is so abstract and fought like i laughed so hard watching it but like ali and greg don't get it they don't think it's funny at all yeah. Luke thinks it's funny. Like it's just like the difference between like Greg and Allie don't get it because it's not literal or it, there's nothing going. It's just really weird. It's very yeah. weird. Anyway, I wonder. Did Mark know he hasn't responded? He hasn't responded. I wonder if he it's would okay. like it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I I would hope so because we like a lot of the same things. He probably would love it. I'm just thinking like the way you just described that. He probably we probably both would love that. Okay. It's so funny and weird. Tally. Okay. Yes. What's not funny? Murder. What? Ah, <laughs> uh, you're right. <laughs> That's my transition. Okay, so um Trip was murdered, we know that. Was Danny murdered though? Because we now find out that Danny is dead. Oh, and God. turns out Shocking. they have an FBI motor tech named Opal. Mm -hmm. Which you know her name. Wow. This is, well, I have the script in front of me, which helps. Um, according to the Opal Wernicke. I loved her. So she was great. And just the fact, this scene, the fact that it's a woman, FBI motor tech, yes. really is like the icing on the cake for dealing with Booth. Because he was saying yeah. like, oh, girls don't get it. Girls don't know anything. They don't know anything. So... What happened was someone stuck a tiny piece of metal through a tiny hole yeah. in a, the brake pad. I'm probably getting the words wrong with the rotor of a brake pad. Anyway, it doesn't matter. In, in something, happened? someone purposely sabotaged this bike. Purposely. Exactly. And Which so is the main thing. Yeah. Not good. And Philippa is there and is like, why would anyone want to kill Danny? Um, <laughs> and Brennan's like, okay, you need to get the fuck out of here. You can't be here. <laughs> so anyway, so basically they leave Opal to do her thing and they just tell her, you know what, if you have any other information, then please come in and talk to us and let us know. But we now have two murders in one episode, which is crazy. Oh my two God. murders in the lab, two murders in the two lab. Two murders in the lab. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy anyway 
So back at the lab. <clears throat> back at the lab. Hodgins and we Zach have... finally have a moment. Tell me more. Hodgins and Zach are going over some trace tiny plastic that evidence that was found in the mud, I think. And yeah. there's writing. It's basically like the shell of a pen, a plastic pen with yeah. writing on it. Um, Hodgins uses a specific kind of solution to reveal the lettering on the small piece of plastic. Zach then does some kind of Rain Man stuff. And he does cool. like this puzzle to determine what the wording is. And it's kneescrapers.com, which is the name of the website that Garth Jodry runs with his journalistic, you know, his articles and stuff. And it's from a, basically the plastic's from a pen yeah. that was found. Where did they find this? Was this in the mud? Where the body was dumped. Just around the body. Yeah, I think, no, I think I, it fell I, in the mud. I think it was part of the things that they found that were actually in the mud. In the mud. And I, my question was at through. this point... Wouldn't everyone have one of these pens? Like, they'd just be everywhere, They'd be right? giving them out, you would think. Yeah. I just want to mention, like, I have... Greg works for Sika, and there's Sika pens, like, literally. I find them outside of this house. Like, I'll find them in random... Anywhere Greg has been, there is a Sika yeah. pen, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty... I feel like that's pretty normal. With all these... That's the whole purpose for advertising. The whole goal is that you will leave it behind somewhere. I just want to say before we get going to the yes, I want to start talking about the next scene. Yes, I'm going to say. Anyway, before we move on, they decide that the yeah, basically the pen fell in the mud when the body was dumped. Fine. Did we ever mention? I just am realizing now that maybe we haven't mentioned a very important detail. What's that? That Garth, the guy who is a journalist for this motor knee scraper website. Mm -hmm. um is a paraplegic yeah i've mentioned he several is... times he's in a wheelchair okay <laughs> excellent just wanted to make sure <laughs> yes it's he's definitely paraplegic he's in a yeah. nice looking wheelchair and he was the accident that got him in that wheelchair was caused by trip goddard the guy who was okay yeah, we've definitely talked about this anyway just oh. in case we hadn't <laughs> I just want to say the next scene we have Booth and Brennan in a ceramics class with Sweets and his girlfriend, April. And First thing I'm going to say, this is so funny. There's so many things about this scene. We're going to talk about it for way too long. I know we I have love to it. go. It's fine. This is not a ceramics class. I'm just going to say it right now. No, it's definitely not. This is a pottery class. Yes. There's a difference between a pottery class and a ceramics class. Okay, everybody? Yes. You know why I know that? Because my grandmother, Margaret Wallingford, was a ceramicist. She had ceramics, ceramics, ceramics. She made ceramics for years in Montreal. This is a pottery class, as I mentioned. Brendan is wearing a hippy-dippy shirt. And Booth is wearing this crazy... 80s graphic button down with a bandana on his head whereas sweets and his girlfriend april are wearing aprons true <laughs> and i need you to take move forward with this scene what happens okay 
Oh my god. Okay, there's so much to unpack here. We're gonna try to make it quick. It's absolutely yes, hilarious. It we is. We find out a lot about. Okay, let me just paint the picture that, like you said, they're in this pottery class, and Booth and Brennan are sitting like kind of far apart, and April, his girlfriend, Sweets' girlfriend, and Sweets are sitting like pretty close together, kind of facing each other, somewhat intimate, I guess. April is having. <laughs> not a good time in this experience in my opinion we find out that she's kind of a crazy fish lady she thinks that fish have souls brendan questions this she finds this very offensive it's fine do you not believe that fish have souls i think they probably do I mean, not in the way that she's describing it. She's very into tropical fish. It's very intense. Sweets accidentally kind of sides with Brennan. April doesn't like that. Gets very upset with Sweets. Sweets is like trying to make up for it. It's not working. Brennan is having this interaction with Sweets and April. And Booth is like in living his best life <laughs> doing his own thing making this absolutely gorgeous sculpture of a horse like looks like it's, it's so like unbelievable funny. every time like, they go back to booth his sculpture becomes more and more like defined and really beautiful it's like, so he's intricate. like it's so intricate and they're all like wow booth that's really great he's like Nah, it's nothing. Anyway, it's so funny. And yeah, basically, Sweets is in the doghouse with April because oh he's God. like, they're not getting along. Like, they're not no. uh, copacetic, you know? They're not on the same level. And Brennan is like having these logical arguments about whether fish have souls. <laughs> and the booth is just like having a great time sculpting his horse. It's, look, guys, and, I did this. It's so <laughs> funny when he goes, hey, guys, look what I made. And it's this perfectly shaped horse it's so funny and then like, he moves it like it's galloping he's, he's like, like look it's a horsey horsey you know <laughs> it was so oh my funny God. he it loves just... like sweets is having a hard time he loves it sweets oh is God. having such a hard time with his girlfriend he loves it and also i don't know what all the talk was we were like leading up to this yeah. he's like we can't go do that and they're like, oh, you're not going to be good at it. That's why you don't want to do it. But I think maybe I the reason he didn't want to do it is because they he didn't want to show this side of him that he's actually really good at it. I know. It's so sweet. But Lance Sweets is so uncomfortable. April oh, isn't God. having it. She feels like he has no respect for what she does. I'm with April. I'm just going to say, how are we to know what or goes on in a fish's mind? You know, I have no idea. The whole Fair. concept that we are superior or we know everything is bullshit. I think there's all kinds of shit going on. Animals have all their own emotional, intelligent lives that we don't know about. And I think it's True. presumptuous for us to walk around just because we can invent a phone or something that we're superior on some level. But it's just True. like, what why does that make us appear anyway whatever we could talk about that some other time regardless we're treated Sweet. to booth's booth's beautiful sculpture obviously and booth is having such a good time 
And he goes, hey, Lin, you know, sweets, your your pottery is a little droopy. And it's his pot on the wheel is like totally it's, like falling over. And it's so, he looks so dejected. It's just so collapsing. Booth, booth picks up a piece of mud off his horse and throws it at, at Brennan. And they have this like mud playfully that ruins her piece. Like she's like, oh, fuck. But she doesn't really care. No. And then. Lance throws a piece of mud at his girlfriend and then April picks up this huge thing and throws a huge glop of it in his face. In his mouth. Say, it's, I know, that's what Greg said. Because Allie was watching it at the same time and she's laughing and she goes, this show is not real. This show is not real. And I was laughing <laughs> so hard. I was like, why? Wouldn't you go out with your psychiatrist and your his girlfriend? No. No, definitely no. not. What? That's crazy. Well, I would be so intrigued. Like, who is your girlfriend? Yes, maybe what I do want to. The hell? Them. Why is this happening? It's insane. It's hilarious. I love it. Mm. I yeah, it's ridiculous. Poor Lance has like an insane amount of just disgusting, disgusting goop in his mouth. Basically, wow. Anyway. Not great. Poor sweets. I'm pretty sure that relationship is not going to last, but we'll find out. <laughs> anyway. Okay, where where are we? Yeah. The next day, we have Booth and Brennan yes. driving together. Apparently, in they're the going car. through a residential neighborhood. <laughs> in the car. In the car. Um, <laughs> Booth starts talking about how sweets didn't have sex last night based on how they were having him and April were fighting. And then Brennan thinks that Sweets and April are too young to be in a serious relationship. Yeah. Anyway, and then at the end of the conversation, after Brennan anthropologizes, anthrop I can't say it, anthropologizes Anthropo the whole situation. Yeah. Uh, Booth makes a gross comment about screwing around, <laughs> and Brennan gives you him can side play eye. the field and not plow it. That was yeah, distasteful. The way she said it, though, she looks over at him and she's like, that was distasteful. Like, she's just very, like, this is not acceptable, Booth. Very matter of fact. You're gross. It was so funny. You're gross. It was great. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they get a call. And uh, it's from Zach this time. And turns out that the Toluene, although seemed like a really good thing, uh actually was a false lead oh hodgins is there as well yes um they're trying to figure out the murder weapon still they had grabbed a pry bar from the garage that wasn't the one it's kind of like it but it's not quite it mm. so that's not really that helpful um they found a little bit of glass in his forehead in the victim's forehead so that might be helpful there's some sort of film on it I don't know. Something well, thinks it's from a mirror. He says yes. he thinks he was hit in the head, his his forehead with a mirror of some kind. Yeah, and he has the two injuries, reminding us what we talked about earlier. He has this injury on his forehead, and he also has the blunt force trauma BFT, BFT. to his back. Yeah, so or to the back of his head. So not ideal, but. Good things are happening, and Opal is there to experience them with us. 
Because what have we found, Kelly? Well, it seems that Booth and Brennan arrive at a scene where they have found the victim's truck, which is parked in the woods. And our friend Opal, the FBI tech, is here uh, admiring. She was admiring the motorbikes earlier. And she mentions that she's also very excited about this case because the vehicles in this case are amazing. So she loves all the trucks and the bikes and everything. Girls, right? She's so funny. She's Uh, great. I I like her. Yeah, she's great. I like her. But I kind of miss our friend Greenman, our usual the glasses guy who's always there. But maybe he doesn't know much about trucks or something. I don't know. Yeah. Regardless, uh, there's a pry bar there. It's covered in blood. So they kind of assume that it was used to bludgeon the victim. Yeah. And then Brennan notices the side mirror of the truck was damaged. And there's a piece missing from the mirror. And it resembles the one, the piece that was found in the victim's skull. So. Yeah. The tech, Opal, as she is named, points to, she says, oh, you want some blood? We got lots of blood. <laughs> Show you. Yeah. Turns out there's a lockbox <clears throat> in the back of the truck that is full of blood evidence. So they determine, Booth and Brennan think that the victim was murdered at the garage, yeah. thrown into this lockbox, transported to the mud hole, dumped in the mud hole and then the truck abandoned somewhere different right yeah to try to kind of hide the hide the scene and they immediately rule out garth jodry the journalist because he's in a wheelchair there's no freaking way yeah kill him put him in the truck and there's no way he can do all that because it's limited you know he would either need another person or he's not or he's not involved at all they do find a hair which appears to have been dyed um and they yes. point out immediately booth realizes that lenny fitz the father of danny um dyes his hair but they can't understand why lenny would kill his most valuable rider it doesn't make sense yeah doesn't make any sense that he would be the killer mm-hmm. um and we find him so they obviously have to call him in because that's their next best lead and so he comes in with his lawyer and the lawyer, as always, who I love, this lawyer is fantastic. He's been yes. in a lot. He is a seasoned yeah. actor. Yeah. Um, this guy is amazing. I love this guy. He's been in oh, so many things. Like everything. Um, he's been in, he was, <laughs> he's been in this show called Tacoma FD, which oh, yeah. is hilarious. I love that show. It's about these firefighters. It's with the, um, the, the, the group that made super troopers but it's a new show about oh firefighters. wow it's really funny if you haven't seen it is it, it a like comedy super troopers, yeah? it's a comedy okay. yeah oh it's so good <gasps> he's in con air wow oh anyway You've he's seen con great air, actor right? yes okay, i've seen okay. i looked through the list of what he's been in and i've seen a lot yeah so he he looks very familiar so that's why i wanted to and look he's him still up. working today like he's He's been around a long time, but he's still. It said his birthday was 1948, so birth year. So he's like, up honey, there in age. Credits, but he's, still... he's got like 200 credits. Like it's he's insane. Worked a lot. So he's, he's as a seasoned actor, he's doing a fantastic job uh, as this wonderful lawyer who is trying to get his clients to shut up, and they will not. Um, Lenny yeah, has right? been drinking hmm. because he is. He's just lost his son. And he is having a pretty hard time with that. So 
they're chatting and this lawyer is telling him to basically shut up but he's mm-hmm. like okay no i'm gonna let me tell you let me tell you first of all and the also the sorry i should mention the lawyer is like i'm sorry what did you find you found like some small piece of evidence give me a break what, what did you find a hair he kind of lists out a couple things he's like okay so yeah. lenny did you hug the guy do you this do you that like there are a million reasons why this trace evidence could have been found on him and kelly is nodding her head because she is a pi and she knows all the things now listen so, he's we'll talk about him later but i love this lawyer yeah oh yeah no he is fantastic i, I would hire I this lawyer him. oh yeah i would too i'm if i committed a crime i would definitely hire this 100 percent it turns out we find out some actually very helpful information because this guy won't shut up um, yeah. that Lenny had actually signed a business deal with him signing 10% of his company. Sorry, with trip, not the lawyer. Yeah. Signed mm. a business deal with trip um, signing over 10% of his company over to him. Yeah. Uh, he has this slam bolt energy drink company. Anyway, it was an incentive for him to race exclusively for Slambolt. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had signed it, like Lenny had signed it, but he had given it to Trip to sign it. Right. And he never received back the signed copy. So that's when the lawyer is like, wait, you haven't found the signed contract. Yeah, we're leaving. <laughs> you have nothing on this guy. So it's uh it's yeah. interesting he does a good job as his lawyer yeah so next we have booth and brennan driving again they're driving back and forth back and forth so they're discussing theories and they decide it's not a sexual motivation so it must be it's not really a business issue so it must be about money yeah brennan then proposes that maybe there were two killers that they start to develop this theory that maybe philippa and garth worked together to kill trip because philippa didn't want her father to sign the company over to trip and garth just because he hated the guy yeah then they have this funny joke between them about how you know she uh she suggests there's two killers and he's like no no backsies no tradesies no you can't change it it's only one killer we can't change it no take backs and then uh, he starts to sort of go with the theory and go, maybe you're right. There could be two people, right? And she's like, hey, yeah. what about the no take backs? No, you know, no tradesies. And he was like, oh, well. But then they both have this moment where he goes, you know what, though? We're not thinking about, we have the one more thing to explore. Because they still can't figure out really what the motive would be. Yeah. They're kind of at a dead end. Like, who's got the motive? They didn't know where to go next in the investigation. So then Booth comes up with this. He says, there's one more question. So Brennan looks at him and he says, ah, we could find more information from the murder weapon. And he goes, no, no, that's a you question. My <laughs> question is, how did the murderer know about the mud hole? Yeah, because it's from the beginning, we've known it's like in a super secluded place. Yeah. Like, it, it's not easy to find. And even this yes. person is like, my friend told me about it. You can't tell anyone. Like, yeah. I'm bringing you here exclusively. So, I love this. Question. I love this. I love these yeah. questions. I love, uh, this will be interesting when you're doing, I would think if you're doing an investigation, like, you really have to think at all the angles, you know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. And that's why I think Booth and Brennan work so well together because she, they have such different 
training. So I know that they're fictional people, but still, they have such <laughs> like different training. So she well, looks Kathy at things Rikes from such a different a, experience. That's Kathy true. Rikes is a real person. Yeah, she's looking at things that, from such a different angle, which is is always really cool. Yeah. So Booth <laughs> calls in Tim. Tim is the naked guy who thought because he was going to get some action. Yeah. He's the one from the beginning that they where he yes. found the dead body in the mud hole, right? And hopefully that girl is still with him. Um, okay. okay. So anyway. So he's like, you know what, man? Like, I don't want to be a snitch. I don't want I don't want to tell. I don't want like please no, don't make me. And ultimately it comes out that it happens to be from a friend, and that friend's name is Garth Jodry. And that is very interesting. Did we talk already about how Garth had dated Philippa? Philippa? I know that she dated Trip. Oh, sorry. Yes. She dated Trip. She dated no, Trip. She didn't, yeah, she didn't date Garth. She dated Trip. You're right. I don't know why I thought that she dated. She did, but we don't know that yet. Okay, never mind. Just <laughs> getting ahead of myself okay so let's talk about zach well we're back we're back at the lab and we're talking about this um murder weapon and it's very interesting am i cutting ahead this whole thing like it's (laughs) it's insane that they didn't think of it immediately so they're trying to figure out how someone could have delivered like how because they're realizing okay if if this paraplegic person is the murderer how the heck did he have enough force to cause the damage on the skull that he did Mm -hmm. so angela is the one who comes and saves the day here and it's like no he would not have had to hold the pry bar at the very bottom there's something called choking up people have you never done this before Mm-hmm. And she shows, anyway, apparently she was into baseball at one point and she would always choke up. So, and then she would kick ass when she choked up, but. Which just means she's holding the, the weapon. A like, little not higher at the up. end of the weapon, but a little yeah. like more towards the middle of the weapon. Yeah. So. This whole anyway. thing is so dumb. Yeah. I, agree. I find it very dumb. This idea that since the beginning of the episode, they've been trying to do this thing where like girls can do it too. Yeah. I can do anything, you know, <laughs> better. I, I can, can do, do it better than you. Better than you. No, you can't. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Yes, it's I like, can. It's so silly. The girls versus boys. That thing is driving yeah. me crazy. Anyway, I just want to <laughs> say this next scene, we move on. Brennan's yes. in her office getting some work done because you know what? Brennan is a hard worker. She's in her office. She has lots to do. Now, somebody shows up out of the blue and it's <laughs> Sweets' girlfriend, April. My question is, why how and how is how is Brennan surprised by this visit? Like, this girl has to go through. How many people does this girl have to go through to get to Brennan's office? That means she would have had to ask where the office is. There's security onto the platform. So is there no security to get to Brennan's office? You would think multiple levels of security would be here. Exactly. It would, 
especially with Gormagon. Like, there's a whole thing. There's a serial killer on the loose. Thank you, Brittany, for the yeah. reminder. A no cannibal serial killer. Thank you. I appreciate it. Regardless, <laughs> this whole scene is so dumb. It ends up that April wants advice from Brennan about her relationship with Sweets. And it, it, April doesn't really need advice. I think she's in a place where she wants to break up with him but doesn't know how. And then she's just trying to talk. She's trying to figure it out verbally that she thinks Sweets just isn't you know, on the same page. She's calling herself a tropical, bright, vibrant fish, and Sweets is a dull fish that's, like, <laughs> fading into the background because he's not as exciting as she is. So she's already answered her own question. I've done this thousands of times. You know how many people I've broke? I was thinking about all the people I've broken up with and how I've only ever been broken up on by someone else once in my life. Okay everybody else i've broken up with i've cut them off and said that's it we're done and okay. i always have that moment where i know what i need to do i know i need to break up with them i know yeah. i do because it's like this is going nowhere this is dumb yeah but you have to like kind of psych yourself up and talk yourself into it and this is what april's doing in this moment so we learn two things we learned that April's going to break up with sweets basically is what I concluded from this. And we also learned because thanks to Cam, our former king of the lab, Cam. Yes. My current, my current queen arrives, <laughs> knocks on the door, telling Brennan that they figured out the DNA of the murderer. Oh my God. And what does, uh, what question does Brennan ask? She goes, Sex? <laughs> Sex? And, uh, April thinks that she's asking, <laughs> that Brennan's asking her how the sex, sex? is with <laughs> Sex? Sex? And Cam goes to answer, walks over to April and is like, DNA says the murderer is female. <laughs> Question. Why is this information being divulged in front of a complete stranger who has a civilian and is not involved in this investigation? Yeah. 100%. That is definitely a problem. She shouldn't even be there. Oh my also, God. she could have just called Brennan. This could this have been a, phone, been call, been a sure. phone call. But also good for Sweets for being good at sex, but bad for him for being bad at everything else <laughs> he's 23 what do you expect <laughs> the guy probably doesn't even remember to buy toilet paper i bet you That's there's true. like empty rolls of toilet paper but no refills i bet you any money his <laughs> fridge is full of condiments i bet you any money in the whole fucking world he hasn't changed his sheets in two months i'm serious he hasn't changed the sheets and there's no bed frame he's it's just a mattress on the floor he's got a futon <laughs> And but he's smells. 23. You know it smells in there. You know his bathtub has a ring around it. You know that there's like little, there's pee on the floor and there's like pubic hair everywhere. <laughs> but he's supposed to be a refined 23-year-old. 23! Prestigious PhD I qualifications. Care. I don't care. Luke is 20-whatever for. He's oh brilliant God. friggin' so nuclear young. engineer. You think that, you know, you think that's true. You thought 24? Come on. Fair. Okay. 
So although he doesn't, there's no pee on the floor. I'll give you that. Well, that's good. We talked about this. How to train he, your kid, your boy, not to pee on the floor. Yes, the Cheerios. You put a no. You put a piece of clean a paper toilet paper Kleenex. in the toilet. What did I think? Yes, and then you have to aim toilet for paper. it. What did I think it was Cheerios. Toilet paper is square when you yes. pee on the toilet paper is square. Yes, genius. We did talk about this. <laughs> yes, you put Cheerios in. Oh my god. No Cheerios. We're, oh, we're potty training. Our plan is to potty train wait over Christmas. So, oh, pray for us. I will. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Because we're actually going to be home. So then we can like tag Monitor. team it. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Anyway, we'll see how it goes. He. Anyway. I think it'll be okay, but we'll find out. Okay. It'll so we're back in the interrogation room and our favorite lawyer is there, obviously, with Philippa yes. and telling her yes. to shut her mouth <laughs> and not say anything. Oh and she God. immediately says something. And that thing is, yeah. I went to the mud hole. Garth took me to that mud hole. Yeah. Oops. Um. So yeah, basically, she breaks down and tells them everything. And yes, she is, after all, the murderer. And she murdered her own brother accidentally because Trip was supposed to ride that bike and not her brother. And it's just not a good situation. She okay, is. Okay, but tell me why she did it exactly. I th- I think it was because the contract. Okay, he... I don't think so because I don't think he knew. She seemed genuinely surprised that her father was signing away a part of the contract. But why I, did she do it? I think it might have been because she because he hurt her brother. I don't know. It didn't really This is where we find out A. Trip she and Trip had a relationship he cheated on her. A. B. She and Garth had a relationship and went to the mud hole a long time ago when they were kids or something, right? But anyway, she sings like a canary. She loses it. She's upset because yeah. she's uh, her brother's dead. Everything's fucked up. Uh, anyway, she's this woman, Abigail Spencer, who plays this character, is like she's so out of place in this episode. She looks like a movie star compared yeah, to everybody she else. Really does. <laughs> she's so pretty, and I still don't understand why the heck she killed him. But the point is, her lawyer says that they he could. He could win the trial that they're going to put her on based on, like, with, re- uh, sorry. All the evidence is circumstantial. Because yes, the pry he, bar. Would... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Basically the twin saying case. that because she's a twin, they, all the DNA crap could probably get thrown away, or at least there would be some reasonable doubt. There'd be reasonable doubt enough that yeah. her charge is, is going to be lessened. It's probably not going to be murder one. You know, he could do work really diligently to get her a lesser charge or off altogether based on the circumstantial evidence of it all. And I just find it really interesting. And then Booth says that he wants to arrest her anyway, just so that her father knows that what she did. So he knows that they know that she killed her brother these two people at the end of the day and she killed trip like her his whole business is based on this guy anyway 
I just, I, you're a hundred percent right. It's not clear what the motivation is because during this scene, it, unless she's like an Oscar winning, unless the character is an Oscar winning actress, it seems like she had, that she had no idea about this deal deal. that the father was going to sign over the company. She seemed oblivious to that. Yeah. Completely oblivious. So if that's, unless the reason that she killed him was because he injured her brother i can't see what other reason there would be and why would she sabotage his bike if i don't mean i don't i don't understand like it, it didn't honestly. make it's sense like, it's like uh what was that one oh remember in boy in a tree where they had all the sex tapes with the kids at the school and they were all watching and- them and they were all watching them. And then at the end of the day, it wasn't clear like who killed him or how he was yeah. killed or anything. Like it's the same kind of thing. Like, yes, we know she killed him, but I just don't get it. Like, yeah, there's no real anyway. Moving on. Moving doesn't on. seem like there's a good motive. It's still, despite that, it's still a good episode. But we're gonna have a little after case um, yes. the time with Booth and Brennan. Also. Why are they not more awkward, these two? Like, who? Did they not? Booth and Brennan. Did they not just kiss in the last episode? Like, they just made out an episode ago, but they've moved on. They didn't make out. They just kissed under a mistletoe because they they were going to have Christmas at the jail. Yeah, but it's like... And then he does this super sweet thing for her with the the Christmas tree. I just thought... It It does seem a little weird, eh? It's weird. They're just like back to being like buddies. Anyway. Totally normal. I thought it would be yeah, I thought they would be more like yeah, just like awkward be more around each other. Repercussions <laughs> or something or they talk yeah. mention the kiss or something but nobody mentions the kiss, nothing. No. But you know what? They haven't been around each other for months because of the writer's strike so didn't True. come up. <laughs> and maybe this is like months later. I don't know. But so they're Who chatting. Knows? Everything's good. Are they having all so chocolate? Upset. They are having some drink, coffee, hot chocolate, something. Yes. Hopefully it's hot chocolate because hopefully they're not drinking coffee late at night. Good oh luck sleeping. God, Brittany. Um, <laughs> okay, mom. Anyway, so. Meanwhile, my chatting. mother drank coffee till like one o'clock in the morning and she slept like a baby. So. Oh, I know lots of people like that. I, I'm before <laughs> I had Wayne, I could do that. Now I can't. Uh, so no. less so lately. No no um yeah so they're chatting brennan is obviously upset doesn't understand how philippa could get away with this how she's not going to go to jail Mm -hmm. and anyway that doesn't matter because sweets comes in and he's like (laughs) a puppy dog like he just is so sad (laughs) sweets walks in and they're like hey "Hey, sweets and he's like see you there oh hi guys (laughs) I said, he doesn't work here. No, what is he doing here? He's, he made his way all the way to the Jeffersonian. He's he like, I didn't know. What, to know sauntering here. in, all dejected, sad, puppy, so pathetic. Oh my God, it's so sad. Why? Is he just like so? <laughs> it's so funny because yeah. he doesn't work there. Like, it's not like he would happen upon them no he like had to go he to a had older to building oh there <laughs> yeah 
Does he have a car? Like, is he taking public transits oh just so he God. can maybe Brittany, run into them? I'm going to let you take over that investigation because you're the one who's okay. obsessed with everybody's I'll cars. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. <laughs> oh, and Booth and Brennan, right. they're having this like little conversation directly in front of him. Like, oh, he's lying. Yeah, he knew we would be here. Oh, yeah. Did April dump you? Oh, yeah. No, you look like you've been dumped. It's not good. <laughs> anyway, so Sweets is like, shit, man. Like, I knew it was coming, but I'm still so sad about it. Yeah. And Booth and Brennan are such good people. Sweet- Booth immediately is like, you know what? We were going to go bowling tonight, which they were obviously not going to. It's very clear yeah. that he's making this up. Yeah. And so eventually they basically just take him out for bowling and they're walking off to go do that. And Sweets is like, do you think April was pretty? <laughs> they're like, no, not at all. <laughs> well, you're lying, but I appreciate the effort. <laughs> Why would it matter if she was pretty? A, B, two things. I have two things to say about this. Okay. What are your things? What the hell is it going to say? Were you going to say something? What? Where are Sweet's friends? This is actually so sad. It's so sad that this 23-year-old is hanging out with these, like, almost 40-year-old. Well, Brennan's not 40, but she's got, like, almost 10 years on this kid. Older. (sighs) I'm so sad for him. Like, if you get dumped, the first thing you would want to do, I would think. Is get drunk. Like, and talk to your friends about it. (laughs) Go out with your friends and find a woman to have a one-night stand with. Yes. That's what you do when you're 23 years old. What was the... Sorry, I just need to scroll back to find out exactly what was said. What was the wording? You said something that triggered something that I was going to say, and it had to do with... I can't remember, but I just want to say I would love to go bowling with these people. I want to go bowling. Oh, my God. I love bowling. We should go bowling also, one time. Also, wouldn't it be nice? This is what I was going to say. Wouldn't it be nice to be single, childless, the dishes are done, oh. garbage out is, is taken care of, and you could just, like, spontaneously go bowling? Oh, yeah. That wouldn't would that be, be a dream? Great. Like, what, what are you doing tonight? I don't have any plans. Let's go bowling. Okay. Let's go bowling. Why not? Now you may you say you want to go bowling, you have to plan like six months in it's advance. It's gotta be oh yeah. Even Mark and I used to do that before we had Wayne. I love it was like, bowling. We should go, go bowling. <gasps> we should go bowling. I love bowling. It's so fun. I'm a huge it's fan. So fun. I love how fun it is. It's like low I, stakes competition. I love it. Yes. It's so right fun. Up my alley, literally. There is like obviously there are people who are like extremely skilled. I they're know. in their own category but for the most part like if you're playing with friends most people like they haven't bowled in a while like sometimes they bowl well sometimes they don't I, some I throws are good pull muscles. some throws are bad i pull muscles i pull muscles that i never <laughs> use yeah i feel like my fingers are always so sore after I'm like, no it's oh, my back from like my wrist my technique i'm very adamant about my my bowling technique we have to and go bowling because now. of the way that i do it it's like oh my god but i know a girl the woman that runs uh she's like the administrator of our gym she's the okay she's, uh the girlfriend of the head coach she's a bowler like a perf- like a competitive bowling person 
I would love to go bowling wow. with her just to see what that's like. It'll be she so probably bowls pure strikes, like just I know. strikes across the board. My friend Denise, her family owned the bowling alley in Sackville, New Brunswick, where I grew up. So what? we would do uh, bowling parties. We would go on field trips and do bowling. And it was yeah. just, it was great. We used the That's bowling so alley all the time. It's oh my so God, sad. I love like bowling. I would love to reopen it there. It'd be so amazing. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Also, should Booth tell Sweets one piece of advice? what it would be you know sweets you yeah. can play the field and not plow it <laughs> oh, so i'm it. just gonna leave that there that was distasteful anyway <laughs> okay quickly did we like the episode i love this episode it made no sense in the end but I loved it. I thought it was great. This whole sweets, sweets is in it. He's making my day. I just, yeah, I love everything about every interaction with sweets. How about you? Did I like it? It was preposterous. The whole thing was <laughs> preposterous. <laughs> and I thought the sweets thing was like, I know what they're doing. I know they're trying to like get him more involved and dearest to him, blah, blah, blah. I yeah. know have to leave. It's really late. Anyway. No, no, no. I was, was just, I got a notification. I was just making sure it wasn't Mark. It was fine. I, even though it was preposterous, it was very entertaining and enjoyable. Um, and I know that it was basically to move Sweets closer to yeah. him being more involved in having a relationship with Booth and Brennan. That's more like less him being their therapist, more him maybe working with them or being friends yeah. with them on some level. Yeah. All right, next sure. question. Next question. Okay. King of the lab. Can, do you want me to go first? Because it's an obvious king? one, in my opinion. Who's your king? Okay, who is my it? My king is definitely Booth. Oh, really? 100%. The way that he supports Sweets in the end, the way his like analytical skills, him thinking to ask the question about how did this guy, Tim our sexual deviant how did he know about the mud <laughs> hole to begin why with? is he a sexual deviant <laughs> no i'm just kidding but he no do not bring a girl to a gross mud hole mr tim <laughs> not a good solution i also like the way that booth sweets was sitting in a rolly chair and he pulled the rolly chair like he just dragged him away from the table <laughs> to take him bowling it was so funny and i knew it was so sweet well, but then when they were filming the scene, I could tell they were having fun. Like I knew yeah. that Booth was having a good time. Like David was like laughing anyway. And actually enjoying. What how about you? My king is the lawyer, the Fitz lawyer. I thought he was amazing. Oh, he was fantastic. He was so good at pointing things out and saying, don't say that. Oh, now you've implicated yourself. Oops. And then like, he'll just, and the way he defended his clients, I was like, honestly, I have a friend who's a defense lawyer and I obviously would call him because he's a real person. And if I was in any real trouble, I'd call him. <laughs> but if I, was, if I was in a fictional world, I would call this guy. Yeah, same. <laughs> same. Who's your lab rat? Who's your lab rat? The lab rat is Zach a thousand times over. This guy needs to get it together. He's struggling. He's okay. just not the same character that we grew to love in season one and two. 
Um, yeah, his character, the, the way they're writing him is totally different. They're not giving us the same interactions that they used to. Like the interactions even with Hodgins aren't quite as fun as they used to be. Um, he was rude to Angela in the beginning of the episode. I know, right? He's just not himself. And yeah, I don't like it. How about you? I've had a hard time with this. I don't know. I'm still... My instinct is Garth Jodry. Ugh, yeah. I didn't like him. I know... Like, I'm supposed to feel bad for him because he's obviously, he's suffered a tremendous trauma. Yeah. But he's kind of a dick. He's totally a dick. (laughs) So. Yeah. It's obvious why the father didn't like him. Like, you get, yeah. Like, I didn't, yeah. I didn't really like him either. I like the father. I also like that in the, because this lawyer is like, obviously the family lawyer and stuff. Yeah. Like after uh, they talk to Garth and he says, do I need a lawyer? That all the future scenes with all the Fitzes, yeah. they have a lawyer with them. So Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. It was it anyway. was very well written and well directed. So the. And it was exciting. I mean, they're off yeah. like they're going to a racetrack. They're doing interesting things and it's all like motorbikes, uh, you know, yeah. so it's kind of cool. Kind of cool. Super cool. fun. I all like right. it. Well, on that note. I'm looking forward to the next episode because the next episode is one that was supposed to air at last season. So I'm really curious, like as much as Booth's red hair bothered me in this episode, <laughs> I'm very curious about what color everyone's hair is in the next one. Anyway, yeah, I'm going to point our listeners. I want to thank our listeners for being with us and for listening. I want to also point our listeners towards our Instagram, our Facebook, our YouTube. Email us at squintcast.com podcast at gmail.com if you want to like say nice things don't bother writing if you're going to be a jerk okay i don't have time for this in my we life. don't want to hear if you think we're lab rats i don't want to hear about you know how i pronounce something wrong or like i got this wrong or whatever i'm not here to be right all the time i'm just, i'm okay <laughs> with being wrong okay anyway on that note i love you all <laughs> And thanks again for listening to this episode of Squintcast. Bye. (laughs) See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Squintcast with me, Kelly Booth, and my and your new friend, Brittany Elsner. The Bones theme is performed by The Crystal Method. They can be found on Instagram and YouTube at The Crystal Method and at thecrystalmethod.com. Intro and outro music is by Twisterium at Pixabay. Cover art was done by Irena Dolenz Stajan. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Squintcast. Email us at squintcastpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at fab underscore empire underscore on Instagram and TikTok. Brittany is at Brittany81523 on Instagram. See you next time.